Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Joey Harris, and we are broadcasting from Makeshift Studios in the shadow of South Central Virginia. You can follow the show on Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. If you're listening on Spotify, please click the follow button and make sure that you click the notifications bell so that you get notified every time we drop a new episode. I would really appreciate it. Folks, back and I've been having some problems lately. For those of you who are longtime listeners, you know that two years ago I had gastric bypass surgery and I've been having some just effects from that lately. So I'm about to enter a short program where I kind of retrain my pouch to sort of modify some of my behaviors and some of the things that have been affecting me lately. So that's going to be an experience that I'll tell you about coming up in the next few weeks. As today, we look at Russell War 92 from WCW. Russell War 92 was shown on pay-per-view on May the 17th, 1992 from the Jacksonville Memorial Coliseum in Jacksonville, Florida. There were 6,000 in attendance. We start out with our intro. Tony Schiavone and Eric Bischoff welcome us to Russell War 92. They talk about war games and the injury that Sting has before throwing it to Jim Ross and Jesse Ventura, who are at ringside to call the action. They talk about war games before talking about what's coming up. We start out with our WCW United States Tag Team Championship match. The tailor-made man and Greg Valentine versus the fabulous Freebirds, Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin. Valentine started the year in the WWF and was in the Royal Rumble 92, and Taylor will end the year in the WWF and will be in the Royal Rumble 1993. Freebirds chant goes out before the match even starts. Taylor and Hayes start. They both stall and strut to begin. They finally lock up. Hayes with a shoulder block to Taylor after a push off. Hayes with an early advantage. Hayes pushes off from a Taylor side headlock, unaware that Taylor had tagged Valentine in. Hayes drops down and the tag champs collide into each other. Hayes rolls Valentine up for a two count. A DDT chant goes out. The Freebirds in control early. Hayes tries to counter a hip lock and Valentine clotheslines him to the mat. Valentine with some chops to Hayes. Valentine with an Irish whip and goes to kick Hayes in the stomach, but Hayes catches his leg and Atomic drops Valentine. A pair of clotheslines gets a two count for Hayes. Hayes trying to get the crowd into the match as Jesse says both men need to tag their partners in. Hayes with some chops and Garvin tags in. Valentine with a corner whip. But Garvin moves on the charge and Valentine hits the post shoulder first. Valentine comes back out and Garvin gets a wrist lock on Valentine. Valentine up and they go back and forth. Valentine holds on to the ropes as Garvin tries to roll him up. But Garvin moves out of the way when Valentine drops his elbow and Garvin goes back to the wrist lock. Garvin goes Taylor into the ring. Hayes comes off the top rope onto Valentine with an elbow and then picks the armbar up. I've never liked that phantom tag spot. It is a dumb thing to do and makes the referee look bad. Jesse agrees with me as a DDT chant goes out. 
Valentine gets hazed down and tags Taylor in. Freebirds with a wrist lock and they keep quick tagging to keep Taylor off balance. Taylor with an Irish whip and Garvin comes back with a crossbody for a two count. Garvin with an armbar and tags Hayes back in. Hayes gets Taylor down. Taylor with a knee to the midsection and tosses Hayes to the outside. Taylor sets Hayes up to clothesline him back in, but Hayes back drops Taylor into the ring instead. Hayes with an elbow drop for a two count. Garvin tagged in. He gets an armbar on as the DDT chant goes out again. Taylor with a drop toe hold that drives Garvin to the outside. Valentine comes out and attacks Garvin with chops. Taylor brings Garvin back in and hits a jawbreaker before tagging Valentine in. Valentine comes in with a series of chops. Valentine with a corner whip, but Garvin gets his boot up on the charge. Valentine with his version of the flop. Garvin trying to make it to the corner to Hayes. Valentine knocks Hayes off the apron to prevent the tag. Garvin counters a suplex and gets his leg up on a splash attempt. Valentine grabs Garvin's leg to prevent the tag and tags Taylor in. Taylor with a corner clothesline. Taylor gets a two count. Taylor with a chin lock. Garvin up and the two collide in the ring. Both Hayes and Valentine tagged in. Hayes with a backdrop to Valentine and then Hayes runs the tag champions' heads together. All four men in now and as referee Bill Alfonso is getting Garvin out, Hayes goes for a DDT on Valentine only to get hit with a five arm from Taylor. Hayes gets his shoulder up before the three count. Valentine with a backbreaker for another two count. Valentine tries to force Hayes' shoulders down as a freebird's chant goes out. Valentine with some splash attempts and Hayes gets his leg up on one of them. Taylor tagged in. Taylor rakes Hayes' eyes, bringing Garvin in so the heels can double team while Alfonso is getting Garvin out. Taylor with a gut wrench powerbomb for a two count and Valentine tagged back in. Valentine working on the legs to get the figure four on. Garvin in to break it up. Valentine transitions to an armbar. Valentine with a corner whip and Hayes hits the mat. Taylor tagged in. Hayes runs Taylor into a turnbuckle. Hayes blocks being run into the buckle and hits Taylor with a big left hand. Garvin tags in and cleans house. Heels with a double Irish whip and Garvin comes back with a double clothesline. Taylor reverses an Irish whip and Valentine trips Garvin from the outside. Taylor drops a knee on Garvin and goes to cover him, but Hayes breaks up the pin attempt and all four men in the ring. Garvin hits a DDT and pins Taylor, and we have new U.S. Tag Team Champions. The crowd goes wild for the announcement. Tracy Smothers versus Johnny B. Bad. Bad comes out and the fans love him. JR brings up Bad's boxing career, so take a shot if you're drinking at home. He puts his kiss sticker on a fan at ringside and then shoots off his Bad blaster. The bell rings and they circle each other. Smothers with a side headlock into a hammer lock. Bad counters into a roll-up for a one count. Smothers says he had a handful of tights. They exchange waist locks. Smothers with the back elbow, and Bad responds with a hip lock and an arm drag. Bad gets the fans into the match. Bad with another arm drag and a crossbody for a two count. Bad with a series of moves back into an arm bar, and Bad has been impressive in this match. Smothers gets Bad into the corner to break and then buries his shoulder into Bad's midsection several times. Bad reverses and hits some left hands and corner whips Smothers, but Smothers gets his boot up on the charge. Smothers comes back with a modified drop kick. Smothers gets a two count. Smothers with a back rake and drags Bad's face on the top rope. Smothers with a throat thrust to knock Bad down, and Smothers goes up top. He hits the top rope back elbow to Bad and gets a two count. Smothers goes back and hits another back elbow to Bad, but Bad continues to roll through and gets a two count of his own, back and forth in the center of the ring. Smothers with a sidekick to Bad for another two count. 
smothers with a reverse chin lock. Bag gets out and goes for a sunset flip, but can't get Smothers over. They do a couple of counters for two counts. Smothers goes into a headlock on Bad. Bad gets out and hits Smothers with a high knee. Bad then runs Smothers face first into the mat. He follows that up with a power slam. Bad with a sunset flip from the top rope for a two count. Bad ducks a kick from Smothers and hits him with a left hand to pin Smothers, and Jesse complains that the left hand is illegal. Missy Hyatt interviews the Freebirds about being the new tag team champions. And look, they have Precious with them. She's introduced as the brains behind the Freebirds, but I don't believe she was out there with them, and if she was, they didn't show her or mention her. They say they are climbing the stairway to heaven back to the top. Tony Giovanni and Eric Bischoff talk about Scotty Flamingo and Marcus Bagwell before throwing it to Gary Michael Capetta. Marcus Bagwell versus Scotty Flamingo. Jesse kissed JR about his age, and JR reminds Jesse that he's older than JR. The two wrestlers battle for position. They push off. Another lockup and push off. They take turns slapping each other. Flamingo rushes Bagwell and gets him down with a waist lock. He then throws Bagwell out to the floor. This was the first pay-per-view I remembered being advertised by WCW, as I had only started watching it in April, as one of my local channels finally started carrying worldwide the week that Jesse joined as color commentator. Bagwell gets back in and nails Flamingo from behind. They go back to slapping each other. Back and forth and Bagwell catches Flamingo with a right hand. Bagwell with a corner whip and a belly-to-back suplex for a two-count. Bagwell counters a suplex attempt with one of his own for a two-count. Flamingo with a drop-toe hold that sends Bagwell out to the floor. Flamingo throws Bagwell back into the ring. Flamingo goes for a knee to the midsection, but Bagwell hooks it for a two-count. Flamingo hits a modified belly-to-back suplex. Flamingo drops a fist onto Bagwell from the second rope. He gets a two count. Flamingo with a headlock to Bagwell. Flamingo choking Bagwell, but breaks after the two count. Flamingo gets a few two counts. Flamingo goes back to the headlock. Bagwell gets back to his feet and hits some elbows to Flamingo. They trade shoulder blocks and Flamingo with a crossbody that sends both men over the top rope to the floor. They get back in the ring and Bagwell counters a hip toss. Bagwell with a clothesline. Bagwell with a series of right hands to knock Flamingo down. Flamingo with a corner whip and Bagwell with a back elbow. Bagwell with a double axe handle. Bagwell with a fisherman suplex, but Flamingo is up on the ropes. Bagwell with a roll up, but Flamingo rolls through and pins Bagwell with a handful of tights. We get a Beach Blast 92 ad. Jim Ross and Jesse Ventura talk about JYD coming out of the crowd to help Ron Simmons at Super Brawl 2. Mr. Hughes and Cactus Jack versus Ron Simmons and JYD. Cactus Jack leaves the ramp when he comes down only to pop back up and attack the junkyard dog from behind as he was coming down the ringside. JYD and Cactus Jack attacking each other by the ramp and Ron Simmons and Mr. Hughes fighting in the ring. Cactus Jack runs JYD into the ramp and then drops an elbow on JYD off the ramp. Simmons comes out and backdrops Cactus Jack on the ramp. Officials out checking on JYD. Simmons calls for some help as a JYD chant goes out. Cactus Jack says to the camera that he took JYD out and then yells for Simmons. Simmons comes to ringside and gets attacked by Hughes and Cactus Jack as he gets into the ring. Double Irish whip and Simmons comes back with a double clothesline. Referee Bill Alfonso declares it a one-on-one contest between Hughes and Simmons and informs Cactus Jack that he has to get off the apron. Hughes with a corner whip. Simmons comes back with a clothesline. Hughes reverses an Irish whip and Simmons reverses a hip lock. Hughes rolls out of the ring to regroup and confer with Cactus Jack. 
Back in, Hughes attacks Simmons as Jesse takes shots at Bill Watts playing for Oklahoma when they would lose to Texas every year. Watts had either just come in or was about to and wanted to cut Jesse to save money and offered Jesse 10% of his contract to leave. And Jesse says, you must be crazy and counter offered, get pay me 90% and I'll leave. So Bill Watts was stuck with Ventura and Jesse didn't care because Jesse wasn't intimidated by Watts. Hughes with a clothesline and then he drops an elbow on Simmons. He gets a two count. Hughes with a scoop slam. He follows it up with a knee drop for another two count. Hughes with a corner whip and Simmons catches him with an elbow on the charge. Hughes chokes Simmons on the top rope, but breaks on the one count. Hughes with an Irish whip, and Simmons comes back with a sunset flip for a two count. Hughes goes back to choking Simmons on the top rope and breaking at the three count. The referee gets Hughes away, allowing Cactus Shack to hit Simmons with a forearm. Simmons comes back with an Irish whip and a hip toss. Hughes goes over to tag Cactus Jack, but the referee disallows it. Jesse has been arguing with JR for the past few minutes about it it being a two-on-one match, and you can tell JR is getting irritated and that Jesse knows it. Hughes goes back to choking Simmons on the top rope. Hughes goes for the leapfrog body guillotine, but Simmons moves and then hits Hughes with the clothesline. Simmons follows that up with an Irish whip and the backdrop. Hughes comes back with an eye poke. Simmons reverses an Irish whip and catches Hughes with a spine buster. Captain Jack comes into the ring and Simmons gets him out with a shoulder block and then hits a running tackle to the knee of Hughes. He gets the pin and Jesse complains about the knee. Simmons takes out Cactus Jack with a clothesline after the match. Tony and Eric discuss the match and then preview the next one, which is Todd Champion versus the Super Invader with Harley Race. Super Invader is Hercules under a mask. Super Invader attacks Champion with chops and throat thrusts as the bell rings. He follows it up with an Irish whip and a clothesline. He then drops an elbow on Champion, then a pair of corner whips by Super Invader and a test of strength with Champion, back and forth in the center of the ring. Super Invader with some karate thrust to knock Champion to his knees. Super Invader with a side slam. He follows that up with a throat thrust and chokes Champion in a corner for a four count. Champion comes back with some right hands, and Super Invader responds with a rake to the face. Super Invader with a belly-to-back suplex. He then gets a snapmare and a chin lock on Champion. Champion trying to get back to his feet. He does and then gets some forearms to Super Invader to get free, but Super Invader knocks him back down with a clothesline. Super Invader throws Champion out of the ring and Champion hits the barricade. Super Invader comes out to the apron and hits Champion with a chop. Champion kicks Super Invader, who responds with a scoop slam to the floor. Champion gets back in the ring and Super Invader scoop slams him again. Super Invader goes up top, but Champion catches him with a leg as he comes off. Champion with some right hands. Super Invader reverses an Irish whip and Champion comes back with a clothesline. Champion tries to Irish whip Super Invader, who slips off the Irish whip, but Champion catches him with a back elbow. Champion rushes Super Invader, who guillotines Champion on the top rope. Super Invader hits a powerbomb and pins Champion. Jim Ross and Jesse talk about the war games before going back to Gary Michael Capetta. Richard Morton versus Big Josh. Morton replaces the Diamond Stud, who had departed WCW to debut shortly for the WWF as Razor Ramon. The bell rings and Josh rushes Morton, who backs into the ropes to avoid getting hit. Morton keeps backing into the ropes every time Josh gets near. Morton finally rushes Josh, who responds by pushing Morton down and then getting a side headlock on. Morton pushes off and Josh comes back with a shoulder block and a cover for a two count. Josh with a hip toss and a scoop slam. 
He then does his log roll move to Morton. They lock up and drive to the ropes. Morton comes back with a right hand and a running knee lift, and both of these men wouldn't be in WCW for too much longer, as Josh would depart for the WWF to become Doink, and Morton would reunite with Robert Gibson in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Morton ripping Josh's flannel shirt off of him. Josh pushes Morton into a corner and hits Morton with a series of left hands. Morton tries to get out, and Josh shoves Morton back into the corner and chops Morton. Josh with a corner whip and a running forearm to Morton. Josh with another chop and a corner whip. Morton moves on the charge. Morton with a belly-to-back suplex. Morton follows that up with an Irish whip and an inverted atomic drop. Morton drops a knee on Josh and then chokes Josh with his boot for a two-count. He then runs Josh into a corner and Josh comes back with a chop. Josh reverses an Irish whip. Morton comes back and slides between Josh's legs and goes to roll Josh up. Josh holds onto the ropes, though. Josh then goes to drop an elbow on Morton, but Morton rolls out of the way. Morton gets a two-count. They go back and forth in the corner. Morton with a snap mare. He then drops a knee on Josh. He gets a two-count. Morton comes up with an arm bar on Josh. He gets Josh down on the mat and tells the referee to ask Josh if he wants to give up. Josh makes his way back to his feet and breaks the hole with a knee to the midsection. Josh then chops Morton. Back and forth and Josh stomps down on Morton's head as he was going for a monkey flip. Josh drops an elbow for a two count. Morton drops Josh with a fist. Morton works the arm over, then into a front face lock, into a bear hug, but Josh gets to the ropes to break the hold. Josh hits a belly-to-belly suplex. Josh with a corner whip and a double arm suplex. He gets another two count. Morton comes back with a shot to the eyes. Morton off the second rope but gets caught and Josh hits an inverted atomic drop. Josh with a big shot to the chest of Morton to knock him down, and Josh hits the northern exposure to pin Morton. Tony and Eric preview the light heavyweight championship match. They replayed the confrontation that Z-Man and Brian Pillman had on WCW Saturday night. WCW light heavyweight championship match. Brian Pillman versus the Z-Man. Both get good reaction, but Pillman is more popular with the crowd. JR goes over the history between the two men. The bell rings. Pillman offers his hand and Zink shakes it and then slaps the hand away. They circle each other. Pillman with the wrist lock. Zink reverses the hold. Into a hammer lock to a side headlock. Pillman pushes off. Zink comes back with a shoulder block. They both do leapfrogs and drop downs to avoid each other. They both go for drop kicks simultaneously. Both back to their feet and circling each other again. Pillman with a drop toe hold. He gets an armbar on Zink. Into a hammer lock on Zink. Zink gets back to his feet. They rush each other and both go for flying clotheslines, only to hook each other's arms. Very fast-paced match here. They circle each other again. Pillman with a side headlock into a hammerlock. Pillman with a snap mare. He then gets a side headlock. Zink pushes Pillman into the corner, but Pillman jumps up to avoid the charge. Zink then counters an arm drag and covers Pillman for a one count. Zink goes back to the hammerlock. Both men back to their feet, and Zink has an arm bar on. They go back and forth, and Pillman catches Zink in a head scissors. Pillman then gets an arm bar on. Pillman with a snapmare into a leg scissors as JR works in Pillman's football background, so take another shot if you're drinking at home. Zink gets to the ropes to break the hold, as Jesse can't believe that Pillman played nose tackle in college. Pillman with an Irish whip, and Zink comes back with a backslide and gets a two count. Zink with an inside cradle for another two count. Pillman with an Irish whip and Zink comes back with a sunset flip for another two count. Pillman up and hits Zink hard in the chest twice 
before getting a drop toe hold on Zink. Pimmel with a leg lock and working over the leg of Zink as Zink reaches for the ropes to try and break the hold. Pimmel then back to his feet and grabs the other leg. He works over the leg and drops an elbow on the knee. Pillman then goes to hyperextend the knee of Zink, who backs away from Pillman. Zink gets back to his feet, only to be knocked back down by Pillman when he hyperextends the leg again. Pillman goes to cannonball onto the leg, but Zink moves. Zink kicks the lower back of Pillman. Zink with a suplex for a two count. Zink works the back over. Zink with a backbreaker and a corner splash, but Pillman gets the knees up on the charge. Pillman goes back to work on the leg of Zink. He drops some elbows on Zink. Pillman with a single leg crab to Zink. Zink hyperextending the leg as he makes his way back to his feet. Zink comes back with an enziguri as Pillman grabs his leg. Zink gets a two count. Zink chopping Pillman's chest. Zink with an Irish whip and goes for the high knee to Pillman, who moves out of the way and Zink hits the corner post. Pillman gets the figure four on Zink. They take turns slapping each other while Pillman has Zink in the move. Zink tries to get to the ropes for reversing course and turning the other way to reverse the move on Pillman. Pillman turns the move back over, but that puts them in the ropes and the referee breaks the hold, both men hurting and having trouble getting back to their feet and Pillman chopping Zink in the corner. Pillman with a corner whip and charge. Zink responds with a backdrop and Pillman lands on his feet on the apron. Pillman goes for a flying shoulder tackle from the apron, but Zink catches him and power slams Pillman. Zink gets a very close two count, both men back to their feet and Zink chopping Pillman. Zink with an Irish whip and Pillman comes back with a crucifix for another two count. Pillman set Zink up for, on the top turnbuckle and slaps Zink in the face. Pillman goes for the superplex, but Zink hitting Pillman in the ribs trying to avoid the move. Zink pushes Pillman off. Zink hits Pillman with a crossbody. Zink with a cover, but only gets a two count. Zink with an Irish whip. They go to avoid each other, but collide in midair. A double count going. Both men up at eight. Zink reverses an Irish whip and does an almost modified flapjack to Pillman. Zink gets a two count. Zink goes to drop an elbow, but Pillman moves out of the way. Pillman gets Zink up twice, but Zink's leg gives out both times and he falls to the mat. Pillman goes up top, but Zink up quickly and catches Pillman with a kick as Pillman comes off the top. Zink was faking his injury. Zink covers Pillman, but Pillman was in the ropes. Zink kicks Pillman away from the ropes and goes for his drop kick off the top rope, but misses it when Pillman moves out of the way. Pillman rolls Zink up to get the pin and retain the light heavyweight title. Pillman and the crowd celebrate before he grabs his title and leaves. We get another Beach Blast ad. JR and Jesse preview the tag team match coming up. Match to determine the number one contenders for the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Tatsumi Fujinami and Takayuki Aizuka versus the Steiner Brothers, Rick and Scott. The Steiner Brothers are extremely popular with the fans as they come out. Fujinami and Scott start, and Fujinami was in the main event of Super Brawl 1 in the same building one year previously, almost to the day. The bell rings and they lock up. They get to the ropes and battle for position. They break clean. They lock up again and Fujinami with an arm drag. They lock up again and Scott with a double leg pickup. He twists Fujinami over but Fujinami gets to the ropes. They circle each other again. Scott with the fireman's carry takeover. Fujinami up to his knees, and Scott with a front face lock. Fujinami reverses an Irish whip, and Scott comes back with a shoulder block. Scott runs the ropes. Scott goes to do a float over Samoan drop on Fujinami, but doesn't really get it. Aizuka comes in, and Scott does get it on him. 
Scott with an Irish whip and a clothesline to Fujinami. Ayazuka tagged in. Ayazuka with knees to Scott in the corner, and then a corner whip to Scott. Ayazuka then catches Scott with a shoulder to the midsection on the corner charge. Ayazuka follows that up with a scoop slam. Ayazuka then goes up and hits Scott with an elbow off the second rope. He then hits Scott with a 360 cannonball off the top rope. He gets a two count. A USA chant goes out. Ayazuka with a Boston Crab on Scott. Scott trying to get out of the move. Ayazuka switches around to get the cover, and Scott bridges out of the move. Scott comes back with a double underhook powerbomb. Scott gets Ayazuka up on his shoulder and tags Rick in. Rick hits the elbow off the top rope and covers Ayazuka for a two count. Rick with the reverse chin lock. Fujinami tagged in. They lock up. Fujinami with a side headlock takeover. Rick gets back to his feet. Both men battle for position and Rick with an overhead belly-to-back suplex. Rick drops an elbow on Fujinami and gets a one count. Rick with a side headlock and Scott tagged in. Scott with an Irish whip and a back elbow. Scott follows that up with a single crab. Fujinami gets to the ropes as Jesse says that Ayazuka is bleeding from the move that Rick put on him earlier. Scott and Fujinami lock up again and drive to the ropes. Then to the corner and Rick tag back in. Fujinami attacking Rick with fists and kicks to knock Rick down to the mat. Fujinami gets Rick up on his shoulders and tags Ayazuka in. Ayazuka with a crossbody to Rick off of Fujinami's shoulders, but Rick catches him and turns him over in midair. Fujinami breaks up the pin attempt right before the three count, and now all four men in the ring. Ayazuka fighting off Rick in the ring with chops as referee Randy Anderson gets the other two out of the ring. Rick comes back with a side headlock. Ayazuka pushes off, and Rick comes back with a shoulder block. Rick drops an elbow on Ayazuka for a two count. Fujinami tagged in and targets Rick's legs with brutal looking kicks. He then puts Rick in the leg lock, the crowd clapping trying to get Rick back in the ring. Rick turns on his shoulders to get Fujinami down for a two count. Fujinami switches back over to get the move back on Rick. Fujinami drags Rick by the leg over to the corner and jumps off to hyperextend the leg. Ayazuka tagged in and Fujinami holds the leg for Ayazuka to run and splash down on before Fujinami gets out of the ring and Ayazuka picks up the leg lock. Rick grabs Ayazuka's by the waist to turn him over and gets a two count. Ayazuka keeps the move on as the USA chant goes out again. Rick then turns Ayazuka over to get another two count. Rick attacking Ayazuka with some big shots. He gets a front face lock on Ayazuka and tags Scott in. Scott with an Irish whip and a tilt to world slam. Scott goes over to trash talk Fujinami, who then comes in and Randy Anderson tells him to get out as Scott goes to cover Ayazuka. He gets a two count. Scott goes for a chin lock. Scott transitions to a double chicken wing and gets a two count. Ayazuka up and Scott with a single leg suplex. Rick tagged back in. He picks up the leg lock and gets a one count. And JR says that Ayazuka is hurt badly. Fujinami climbs up on his turnbuckle. Andy Anderson tells him he has to get down. Rick cranking on the hold and Ayazuka struggling to get out of it. Rick picks Ayazuka up on his shoulder and runs him into the corner post. Rick grabs Ayazuka again and tags Scott in. Scott with a pump handle slam on Ayazuka. Scott then drops an elbow and gets a two count. Scott with an arm lock and gets another two count. Ayazuka trying to get out of the move. So Scott ties him up and goes for a cover, but they are on the ropes. Fujinami tagged in while Scott has a waist lock on Ayazuka and unaware that a tag was made. Fujinami hits Scott with a forearm from the second rope. Fujinami then goes over to the corner and nails Rick who comes in and they start to fight each other. All four men in briefly before the referee gets the two not tagged in out of the ring and Fujinami with an abdominal stretch to Scott. Fujinami gets Scott down on the mat 
while still in the move and gets a two count. Fujinami pivots to a front face lock. The USA chant goes out again. Scott gets back to his feet. Fujinami hits Scott with some right hands, and Scott responds with an elbow to the ribs. Scott with a knee to the stomach and a modified hip toss and Rick tagged in. Rick with some big forearms to Fujinami, who responds by hitting Rick back to the corner and Aizuka tagged in. Aizuka hitting Rick with a series of kicks, and Rick responds by getting Aizuka down with a double leg pickup. He gets a two count. Rick with a belly-to-belly suplex. He gets a two count before Fujinami comes in and kicks Rick in the head. Scott tagged back in. Scott snapped Mayor's Ayazuka back to his own corner, and Fujinami tagged in. They lock up, and Fujinami with a wrist lock. Ayazuka comes in to help, and Scott flips out of the move and flips the two Japanese wrestlers over. They duck a Scott clothesline attempt only to get hit with a top rope Steiner line from Rick, and the crowd loved that move. Scott gets Ayazuka up on a turnbuckle to suplex Ayazuka off, only to get hit with a belly-to-belly suplex from Fujinami while Randy Anderson was getting Rick out of the ring. Ayazuka goes for a belly-to-back suplex with a bridge to pin Scott, but he can't hold the move. He gets a two-count. Fujinami tagged back in. He and Ayazuka hit a spike pile driver on Scott. Fujinami holds Scott while Ayazuka hits Scott with a top rope drop kick. Fujinami holds that up with an Irish whip and a sleeper on Scott. He gets Scott down and then gets the dragon sleeper on Scott. Scott gets to the ropes. Fujinami pulls him away from the ropes and applies a sleeper once again. He gets Scott down on the mat again, and Scott kicks him in the face. Scott follows that up with a clothesline to Fujinami. Scott with an Irish whip. Fujinami comes back with a shoulder block and both men down. A double count going. Both Rick and Ayazuka tagged in, and the crowd is really into this match now. Rick with an Irish whip and a Steiner line. He drops an elbow on Ayazuka and gets a two count. Rick with the belly-to-belly suplex. Fujinami breaks up the pin attempt, and now all four men in the ring. Rick gets Ayazuka on the top rope, and hits the belly-to-belly off the top rope to get the pin. Jim and Jesse talk about the war games and the match beyond. Tony and Eric talk about war games and Sting's broken ribs. They also talk about both teams and the Dangerous Alliance being a team versus Sting's squadron being a series of individual. They throw it to Gary Michael Capetta to say let the war games begin and the cage is lowered. Main event war games. Gary Michael Capetta announces the rules of war games. The Dangerous Alliance, Rick Rude, Steve Austin, Arn Anderson, Bobby Eden, and Larry Zabisco with Paulie Dangerously and Medusa versus Sting Squadron. Sting, Ricky Steamboat, Barry Windham, Dustin Rose, and Nikita Koloff. Sting Squadron is very popular with the crowd when they come out, both teams conferring on the outside to determine who will start the match. Steve Austin and Barry Windham start. Windham starts with big right hands to Austin. Wyndham with a side headlock and Austin pushes off. Wyndham comes back with a shoulder block. Austin back to his feet and goes to run Wyndham into the cage. But Wyndham catches himself before he is run in and Austin begging off. Wyndham with a series of right hands to Austin. Wyndham follows that up with a scoop slam and goes for an elbow. But Austin moves out of the way as Jesse complains about Wyndham's hand being taped up. Austin comes back with the right hand to Wyndham. He then runs Wyndham face first into the turnbuckle. Austin runs a couple of shoulders into Wyndham's midsection, and Wyndham responds with a rake to Austin's eyes. Wyndham goes for a suplex, but Austin counters it into a backdrop. Austin follows that up with an elbow drop to Wyndham. Wyndham up and throws Austin between the two rings and then follows Austin. Austin rolls into the second ring. Wyndham goes to throw Austin into the cage, but Austin gets his arms up to avoid going in face first. Wyndham switches tactics and hits Austin with a DDT. 
Wyndham brings Austin over to the cage, and Austin fighting not to have his head run into the cage. Back and forth in the ring, Jesse and JR arguing about the tape fist of Wyndham as Austin clotheslines Wyndham between the rings as a Pauly Sucks chant goes out from the crowd. Austin runs and clotheslines Wyndham over the ropes and into the other ring. Austin goes up to the second rope and grabs the top of the cage to swing and kick Wyndham, but gets caught and slammed down to the mat. Wyndham hits Austin with the right hand and runs Austin into the cage. He runs Austin into the cage again and Austin just falls straight down onto the apron this time. Wyndham comes over and rubs Austin's face into the side of the cage like he was a head of cabbage. Jesse says Steamboat spit on Austin and JR says he didn't see that and the two argue. They really didn't like each other and it shows. JR admits that it was his fault because he was jealous that Jesse was making more than him while doing less work which he now admits wasn't Jesse's fault and that he should have been more mature about the whole thing. Austin falls back from the cage and he is bleeding. One minute left in the period. Wyndham runs Austin into the turnbuckle. Wyndham brings Austin over to the camera and bites him on the forehead. Austin with an Irish whip, but drops his head and Wyndham kicks him in the face. They get ready for the coin toss on the outside. The Dangerous Alliance win the coin toss and Rick Rude goes in. Rude attacks Wyndham with forearms to the back. Rude and Wyndham going back and forth in the center of the ring too. Rude gets Wyndham into the corner and runs his shoulder into Wyndham several times as a berry chant goes out from the crowd. Rude goes to run Wyndham into the cage, but Wyndham blocks it. Rude holds Wyndham for Austin to hit a clothesline from the second row. Austin and Rude then throw Wyndham into a cage. They get Wyndham down, and Rude gets a modified camel clutch on Wyndham as the timer counts down and Ricky Steamboat comes in. He attacks both Rude and Austin to get them off Wyndham. Steamboat runs Austin into the cage and then hits Rude with shots and chops. He then runs Rude into the cage and DDTs him. Then a DDT on Austin and the crowd is really into this match. Steamboat runs Rude into the turnbuckle repeatedly until Austin hits Steamboat from behind. Austin with the corner whip, but Steamboat moves on the charge and Austin hits the corner post with his shoulder. Steamboat grabs the top of the cage and kicks Austin away. He then wraps his legs around Rude and Hurricane runs him over and starts punching Rude. The faces have the heels down on the mat and punching them. Rude fighting back. Steamboat as Wyndham runs Austin into a turnbuckle and Austin falls between the rings. Wyndham and Austin are now fighting in ring one. The timer goes down and Anderson comes in. Anderson hits Wyndham with a DDT. He then hits Steamboat from behind. Irish whips Steamboat and hits a spine buster on him. And nobody does a spine buster better than Arn Anderson. Anderson and Rude then get a double Boston Crab on Steamboat. Wyndham comes over to break it up. As Jesse says that Steamboat is screaming for all the girlfriends that he has ever had here in Jacksonville. And that could be 10 to 12 in the crowd. And Jim Ross says that's not true and you know it. Anderson and Rude double team Wyndham as Austin goes after Steamboat. Then Austin comes after Wyndham as Wyndham had gotten in a shot on Anderson. And Rude hits a pile driver on Steamboat. Tim Ross works in that it looks like car, a car wreck on 95, so take another shot if you're drinking at home. Rude and Anderson throw Steamboat into ring one. Rude goes after Steamboat while Austin and Anderson throw Wyndham into the space between the rings. Rude Irish whips Steamboat, and they clothesline each other down as the timer counts down, and Rhodes comes in. He attacks Anderson with a series of left and right hands. Anderson with a corner whip, but Rhodes gets his knees up on the charge. Rhodes then catches Anderson with his boot as Anderson charges again and then hits an elbow on Anderson. Rhodes then unloads on Austin when he comes over and hits Austin with an inverted atomic drop after an Irish whip. He follows that up with a wicked-looking clothesline to Austin and then gets Austin on his shoulders. 
He goes backwards to slam Austin down on the mat. Wyndham gets Anderson's head down in the area between the two rings and slams him down repeatedly. Rhodes on Austin, punching him in the face as Steamboat has a figure four on Rude. The timer counts down and Zabisco comes in. Rhodes meets him at the door as he comes in and hits Zabisco with a series of right hands. Medusa gets Paulie's cell phone and climbs up the side of the cage. She gets on top of the cage and passes the cell phone to Anderson. Sting climbs up to the top of the cage and goes after Medusa. Medusa climbs down to get away from Sting as Anderson is hitting all of the faces with the telephone. Rude puts his fingers in Steamboat's nose and it looks like he's trying to rip the nose off. Austin punching Wyndham in the face as Anderson knocks Rhodes to the ground. Anderson throws Wyndham into the cage. Rude runs Steamboat into the cage and then gets on Steamboat's back and gets a sleeper on. The timer counts down and Sting comes in to a big ovation. He goes after Anderson and slams him down to the mat. He then hits the jawbreaker on Rude. He then military presses Rude into the top of the cage. He throws Anderson into the cage. Then an Irish whip to Austin and Sting backdrops him into the cage. Sting runs Anderson's head repeatedly into the cage as Medusa is shown taping up Eden's fist on the outside. The heels and faces are paired off in the ring. Austin with a flying shoulder tackle to knock Rhodes to the mat. Zabisco and Wyndham knock each other down. Sting and Steamboat have Rude between the two rings and have grabbed his legs and pulling them apart like he is a wishbone. The timer counts down and Eaton enters the match. Eaton runs Steamboat into the cage as JR says that the Dangerous Alliance is at full strength 5-4. to four. Eaton hitting each of the faces and the camera has not shown a close-up of everyone, but from my vantage point, shout out to Joe and Quinn, it looks like everyone is bleeding. Eden runs Wyndham into the cage as Steamboat clotheslines Rude to get him off Sting. Zabisco and Rude over in the corner loosening one of the turnbuckles. Sting comes over and grabs Rude before he can loosen it all of the way. Wyndham gets Anderson in a figure four. Zabisco runs Steamboat into the cage and Steamboat comes back with chops to Zabisco. Blood and bodies are everywhere as the timer gets down to 30 seconds and the crowd starts chaining Nikita in anticipation for Koloff coming in. The fans count along with Capetta as he counts down from 10. And JR says there's been a lot of speculation as to what Koloff will do. Koloff comes into the cage to a massive cheer as the timer counts down and the match beyond begins. Koloff goes after Anderson and knocks him down. He runs Anderson into the cage and Anderson is a bloody mess. Koloff helps Sting up and they're just staring at each other. Ross mentions that there are two former adversaries. Koloff pushes Sting out of the way of an Anderson-Austin sneak attack and takes the clothesline instead. Austin and Anderson with Irish whips to Sting and Koloff, who both duck clothesline attempts and comes back with clotheslines of their own. Sting and Koloff then high-five and hug to the delight of the crowd. Sting and Koloff beating down Anderson and Austin. Rude comes over and he and Koloff start going at it as Sting starts to stomp on Anderson. Wyndham runs Zabisco into Rose's boot. Blood is everywhere. Rude back to working to loosening the turnbuckle until he gets cut off by Steamboat. Sting with a splash to Anderson in the corner. Sting gets the scorpion on Anderson. Eden comes in and hits Sting to break the hold as Rude has gotten the turnbuckle loose and it's down on the ground. Rhodes and Koloff with a double Irish whip and back elbow to Zabisco. Rhodes with a figure four on Zabisco. Koloff running Austin repeatedly into the turnbuckle. Rhodes goes up top but misses the elbow drop on Austin. Zabisco and Eaton beating on Sting, and Zabisco tells Eaton to hold Sting while he hits Sting with the turnbuckle hook. Zabisco swings the hook, but Sting ducks and Zabisco hits Eaton in the shoulder. Zabisco knocked down by Sting and then immediately puts an armbar on Eaton. Eaton has no choice but to submit, 
and the referee has them ring the bell. Gary Michael Capetta announces Sting Squadron as the winners. They open up the cage and Polly comes in and immediately starts yelling at Zabisco. The rest of the Dangerous Alliance come over and yell at Zabisco as well. Zabisco defending himself saying he didn't mean to do it. The crowd cheers Sting's team as they leave while the Dangerous Alliance is still in the cage yelling at Zabisco. A Polly suck chant goes out as they take a look at the replay of what happened. Tony and Eric talk about what we just saw and review the pay-per-view as a whole. They then preview Beach Blast. Jim and Jesse talk about the end of the match and the pay-per-view before signing off. We then get our end credits. Final thoughts. This was a fantastic show and one of the best pay-per-views I have ever seen with perhaps the best war games. This is highly recommended. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TheJoyHairs. Support the show at paypal.me slash cupofjoepod. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from the heart of Virginia. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.